Welcome back to Call Me Contact with Contact. I'm Contact on Spotify, Apple Radio Public, and iHeartRadio. Okay, on the show today, we're going to have Todd Lucas from Edge of Tomorrow Minute. Uh, it is a podcast, and it kind of just goes through the movie Edge of Tomorrow, and, and you can see basically uh, how every little nuance to it. Um, welcome to the show, Todd. Hey, thanks for having me on. Yeah, no problem. Um, but yeah, so I've described the podcast a little bit. Why don't you go ahead and describe it as well? Well, uh, uh, we're part of a, a kind of, a, I guess, a niche community of uh, podcasters where, you know, people grab a movie or uh, intellectual property and they basically just go through the movies like one minute at a time, two minutes at a time, five minutes at a time, something like that. And then, like you said, really dig down into just, you know, the, the tiniest minutiae that you might see or hear or be able to research up from, you know, background information. Uh, it, it's a little nerdy, but uh, it really kind of covers the whole swath of things. You know, like I'm, I'm working on Edge of Tomorrow, which is kind of a, you know, a silly sci-fi, we almost call it an action comedy because we really enjoy watching Tom Cruise die over and over again. Oh, yeah, that's always uh, fun. Yeah, and, and, but we've also worked on projects for, you know, some other folks where, you know, they're, they're um, digging their way through Hitchcock movies, or, you know, uh, like some of the guys we're working with, uh, they're, they're doing all of the Karate Kid franchise, you know, starting with the movies, and then uh, they have to work their way into the new Cobra Kai TV show, that kind of stuff. Right. So, you know, some of it's more intellectual than others. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and apparently the, the, the guys who kind of originated the format and then, like, encouraged and allowed people to copycat, you know, and to basically... Pit, you know, hitchhike on their success were uh, the guys who are doing the, the Star Wars minute. So, you know, they're working their way through all of that, including the movies that we don't care about. Well, right, yeah. Recently. Jeez, that was so basically that's going to go on forever. <laughs> yeah, well, they're, they're pretty far in. I think they're they're into the, the uh, sequel trilogy already, <sighs> but they still are going to want to do, uh, you know, all the TV, the content that's coming out, you know, Mandalorian and all the crap that's going to follow on afterwards. Yeah. Which has gotten better, but things are going to get worse still because they still have to work their way through Last Jedi and and uh, Rise of Skywalker, which are just hideous and mind-numbingly bad. Oh, yeah. So <laughs> let's let's go ahead and throw it out there. Worst Star Wars movie that there is? Um, I'm going to have to say Last Jedi, really. Last Jedi? I mean, so basically a breaks. movie we've already seen? Yeah. Yeah, just recycled. Yeah. It's Well, it's... It, 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 uh, it, it, like a completely different feel I mean it, you know if you're a Star Wars person you know that like technology in that universe has changed slightly but not a whole lot over like the last 25,000 years True. and then all of a sudden in the course of these two movies that might be like you know a couple of months worth of, of time they've had like this technology arms race that has gone completely out of control I'm like okay now nah, I don't like Star Wars anymore <laughs> yeah yeah it's so, funny actually um I was going through. I was well. I was helping my girlfriend. Is she so fucking pretty? She ended up bringing these things inside to the Star Trek uh, movies, and I think we have season one and season two, the original, um, on DVD. And now I'm gonna be able to watch it. Star Trek, not not as big a fan, but it's not like the newer movies, and and so I'm happy about that. So now yeah. I have some stuff to go on. Yeah, JJ kind of did a number on those newer movies. Now, not to say that they weren't actually pretty good as movies, but you know, and, and like you, I'm not as big of a Star Trek fan as I am Star Wars. 
but I, I wonder just how upset those people who were upset about the first two JJ movies were because I, I could see it really kind of disassembling their entire franchise. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, honestly, I was thinking the same thing. I was scared when when I had found out that you know it's not it's not too often that you see somebody work on both franchises. That I think that was the first time that anybody had worked on both. Star Trek and Star Wars? Yeah, and, and if you go back and check through the interviews, J.J. is not interested in Star Trek at all. He oh, took really? the job. He took the job, and you can see it if you watch, you know, through some people have like made mixes of, of clips out of that first movie. It's basically his audition reel for working on a Star Wars movie because he's made all of these, you know, shots that look like shots from the original trilogy. Huh. That's yeah, funny as hell. It's messed up, so. Yeah. So let's see, Star Trek. Um, good question about Star Trek. I've got none, honestly. I really don't. I don't have any of the good ones. Yeah. Star Trek stands on its own. It's fine. Yeah, you know, I think it's like doing said, just fine. I, I don't care as much about it, but it's perfectly fine. It's you know generally yeah, it's good entertainment. Sometimes it's better than average. You know, mm-hmm. I actually uh, wrote a um, a script for uh, Next Generation in college because we, we had a course and he's like hey write an episode of TV for something that you know really well and of course my parents had been watching Next Generation you know like on syndication for like ever at that point so I'd seen at least every episode once if not three or four times right. so you know yeah. and it was a pretty good one yeah, it wasn't too, oh. too difficult but it was a, a good story yeah, and uh, it turned out that the the old uh, professor who was running that, you know, everyone was just assuming, oh, he's not going to want any science fiction or anything. And I'm like, I don't know TV that well. I haven't seen any real TV since I came to college. Yeah. You know, it had been like three years since I'd really watched anything. Oh, yeah. So I'm like, well, it'll have to be Star Trek, I guess. And so I wrote it, and he pulls me aside after class, like the day after we turn those things in. And I'm like, oh, there it comes. He doesn't like the science fiction he's like you know i'm friends with uh with someone who knows majel barrett uh i would like to send this to her and let her have a read of it they're like yeah do that that would be a good idea yeah you do that unfortunately the show was already you know done had you know finished its run i'm like "Ah, it's not gonna do me much good unless they you know take it as audition for something else yeah exactly that's what i was thinking you'd probably have to turn it into something different yeah, I just thought it was hilarious. Uh, this old dude wearing, you know, wearing literally wearing a tweed jacket with leather patches on the elbows, that kind of guy. Yeah. And he's all like, "I know someone who knows Majel Barrett." Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Give me one second. I'm gonna be right back. Come on, let's go. Come on. Well, that wasn't gonna work out too well. I was gonna try and get the uh, the cat out of here because she's having a little bit of a anxiety attack right now. No shit, but no. she just wants to stay in the room right now. She's hissing because the boy is trying to play with her over and over again, and she don't want to play. She's trying to tell him, "No, I don't want to play." So. Male cats don't understand that no means no. Yeah, challenging. <laughs> um, now more about the uh, the podcast though. Um, Tell me how you actually were were chosen to be uh, one of the people on there, and and not only one of the people on there. You're you're a recurring um, person now. No, well that that works the other way around. You, uh, you, these people choose themselves, basically. 
you know, if you want to become part of the community, uh, there, there's literally a site uh, called moviesbyminutes.com. Right. got to make sure it's plural minutes and plural movies, otherwise it doesn't work. But uh, the, that's where basically all of these have been listed in a way so that you could find them pretty easily. And last time I checked, uh, we had finally gotten on there officially because, you know, we hadn't had, you know, we'd only had like 20 episodes published at that point, And they like finally got around to getting us on the list and we were like 191. So there may be close to 200 different groups working on these things now. But basically what we, when we uh, uh, publicize this on our show every once in a while, we encourage people to go there, find other podcasts that they might be interested in hearing, you know, about, you know, movies and properties that they're interested in. And if they don't find what they're looking for, maybe it's their turn to podcast their favorite stuff for the rest of us. Yeah, my uh, experience was not the same uh, as as a podcast or see what happened for me is I uh, started uh, not wanting to do anything with anything like on screen and stuff like that but I wanted to have my own show and so I thought to right. myself like maybe I should be on the radio so I called this radio station and I was like yeah I want to go to school so they, so they told me like hey go to this school you know so I started to like give the calls and everything like that and when I give the call, I'm like, hey, um, I'm thinking about it. I'm not sure. And the guy was like, well, you're wasting my fucking time. Either do it or not. Oh, dude. <laughs> <And> so, <laughs> so then I was like really shy. I shied away from like anything, any any type of recording or, or, or you know, any type of radio or whatever. I just didn't want to do it at all now. Gotcha. And then somebody had said, well, you should be on my show. Uh, we'll give a couple interviews. And I kind of got pretty decent at it. And then so that then I was like, well, I'll just start my own as well. And so that's where, you know, I got to this. But I didn't, it, it was kind of an op. It's like the opposite way of usually how you do it, uh, in my right. opinion. So. Well, I got in basically because I, I, I do this with my cousin David. And uh, he has a, a long suppressed desire to be an audio engineer. Uh, he's always talked about stuff like this like you know one of his favorite things when he, we would talk about movies together even as kids he would talk about fully work you know doing all the the, the analog uh, sound effects making you know people who you know make the footsteps or you know the rustling paper you know mm-hmm. all those sounds that are not recorded on set yeah you know and so you know, he's always had this interest and so he's like look we, we need to do something and, and he had gotten himself in with the community of movies by minutes creators, you know, had made some contacts and been talking to people, social media and whatnot. And, um, he's like, we, we should probably sign up for a movies by minute thing. And we molded it over for a while, trying to figure out what movie to do. And of course, while we were mulling it, most people were swiping all the, the, the stuff we wanted to do. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So he's like, all right, we're just going to put it in. Let's, let's do edge of tomorrow. You think edge of tomorrow is pretty good? I'm like, yeah, edge of tomorrow is way better than people think it is. Yeah. It's an underappreciated <laughs> gem. So we'll take that. We'll just, you know, and, and we, we had it nailed down because all you have to do is, is say, hey, we want to do this. And they put you on the spreadsheet and then nobody else will want to do it because somebody's name's on the spreadsheet. Right. So, And I think we held on to that for probably six months before we did the actual recording. But in the meantime, just to kind of get me more on board with things, he, he kept, uh, my cousin Dave kept uh, 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 booking us on other people's shows. And the way that usually works is you go guest on whatever one week's worth of show is for them. Some people do like, you know, three times a week or five times a week. Uh, and, uh, you know, they'll have you kind of come on one or two days, you know, uh, during a weekend, you know, do recordings for a whole week worth of stuff. And uh, so we did a few things like that. Um, I mean, I've been on a ton of shows now. It's weird. <laughs> you 
know? Yeah, isn't it weird? Like, I'm nobody. Yeah, yeah, and then you just kind of start stacking time up and stuff. Yeah, it's kind of yeah, funny. I'm, I'm getting to that point where uh, we've had guests on that are like this. You know, they're like, well, I've done, and they, they like stop for a minute. They can't remember where, you know, what all they've been on, and David's like prompting them, how about the show? How about this show? It's you know, all, yeah, David's got a list right. of 12 shows because he's done the research for mm-hmm. our show. Yeah. But they don't remember what they've done. So, you know, I've done uh, uh, a, a uh, several of these uh, project things where someone will uh, come up with a movie that they want to put together, but they'll put get a whole bunch of different podcast teams in, and each team will do like a week or two worth of minutes. Right. So, I, I, like, I worked on the, that Hitchcock thing we did, worked with the project for North by Northwest. Um, let's see, we also worked on a, a, a weird movie from 1985 with Jeff Goldblum and, strangely enough, David Bowie in it. Oh, that's called, nice. uh, It's called Into the Night. Into Weird the Weird ass little movie. Never heard so of John, it. Yeah, it was a John Landis movie that it was like the next thing he did right after, oh, I can't remember the name of the movie, but the one that had the big helicopter crash in it where actual people died. Oh, yeah. And and they were, you know, everyone was sure that he was out of the business, right? Yeah. So, but this movie is filled with cameos from other Hollywood directors. You've got other Hollywood directors actually playing parts or just showing up in the background in support of him. Huh. So, like, um, oh, I can't remember the guy, the French director who did uh, Barbarella. He's actually like the villain, and he's like got big scenes where he talks a lot. And then uh, one of the background characters is Jim Henson. It, it's just incredible That's how these people are. Yeah. So that movie was was real easy for all the movies by Ben's people to do because it's like every minute you could do an hour's worth of podcast just yeah. on your research alone. It's like, oh, these people are here, this person's here, and this is happening. Yeah, true. And you remember what this person did? And then, of course, David Bowie's in the movie, but he's only in a very constricted section of the movie but, uh, since every team only gets to work on their five minutes or whatever. Right. Everyone has license to talk about David Bowie because it's not fair that only that one team gets to talk about David Bowie. <laughs> <laughs> That's hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> so it, it was weird. We thought maybe we were overdoing it, Turns out, after listening to the finished project, we were um, quite sedate and very respectful. Some people just went nuts, just took the whole movie to themselves. Oh yeah. <laughs> so, do you ever, when you're doing these, you have a minute, right? And you have to, you stretch it, you know. Um, and and how long are your interviews usually? Twenty to thirty minutes. Um, uh, probably more thirty to forty. Thirty to forty. It okay. seems to be the average now, and and we don't do guests all the time. You know, uh, generally, right now, it's only been people that we know pretty well. Yeah. Uh, strangely enough, uh, my cousin knows a lot of people who you might not know their name. Right. But what they are is something, like, spectacular. Yeah. Yeah, they and we had, Like, we had a, a lady named Cece Pleasance on our show. You probably never heard of her name, but she is one of James Corden's writers. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, you know, things like that. Yeah. <laughs> that's really neat. And, um so yeah, sometimes obviously, well, I, I try and have a guest, you know, every here and there. Sometimes some some things won't happen, and I'll usually just try and turn it into something. But it's you know, you're trying to get something out for content wise. So um, yeah, yeah we're, I've been we're there. Basically, doing work for for posterity. You know, we're we're leaving behind a commentary about this movie that maybe somebody will accidentally find a piece of it. Go, what movie is this? Maybe I should go find this movie. Yeah, but getting guests on, we're not really trying to like promo anything because we're not gonna probably eventually have that larger uh, listenership 
I mean, right. each one of the different by minutes things, you know, like you're going to have a ton of people listening to the, the Star Wars minute, a ton of people listening to the Star Trek minute or Indiana Jones minute or, you know, any of the really big properties, right? Yeah. And it just kind of levers itself down. But figure, you know, just by looking at the numbers from established podcasts that are more at our scale, we'll have several hundred people actually listen to the podcast at some point. That's going to be fun. And, yeah, and you don't know who that might bounce off of. They might hear something from us or one of our guests that just sends them off after something cool that they would never have found otherwise. What was one of your favorite minutes that you were able to work on? Uh, God, so far, um, I mean, we're only we're about halfway through the movie on actual records, and we're probably a third of the way on actual releases. But uh, one of the more recent the minutes uh, is one where Tom Cruise's character, who is uh, spoiler, stuck in a time loop that Ooh. resets every time he dies. Yeah, he spends the entire minute trying to, you know, just get further across this giant battlefield, and just keeps getting killed. And <laughs> near the end of this minute, he's he's finally figured out how to work his his uh, power armor suit to where he can run pretty fast instead of stumbling around everywhere. Yeah, and he's just booking it down the beach you think oh he's got it this time and then an, an allied truck just plows right through him knocks his helmet off and he makes this horrible noise <laughs> and it's it's my favorite Tom Cruise death ever that's so good because it's just so funny and then the camera kind of like pans up and away with the debris and flames and then snaps right back to the same point on the beach and you see him come running again and you know that this is a different time loop but it's like the exact same scene, but he's running just a little bit faster, and he just makes it past the truck before it plows there. <laughs> he's kind of an intense guy. He is, he is. So, like, that entire minute is mostly just us watching him do something wrong, die, come back, and get through it just barely. Yeah. And you do that, like, three different times in the course of a minute, and it's like, you know, this is, this is like, prime cruise death minute here. <laughs> now, best uh, Tom Cruise movie in the world. <laughs> best Tom Cruise movie in the world oh man that's actually kind of rough that's rough that's a um, tough that's a tough rough one right there un unfortunately you know I mean I have a uh, problematic relationship with Tom Cruise because as an actor you know he's hard to look away from yeah. you know on screen he's so much better than in real life but in real life can't tolerate the man he's he's terrible yeah but uh I don't know. I'm I'm gonna have to basically go with uh, Tropic Thunder. Tropic Thunder. Ooh. Yeah, okay, I know he's so a the, secondary uh, character. Yeah, secondary, he's a secondary character. character. Um, and he's wearing a prosthesis. But here's the thing: first time I saw that, for like the first half of the movie, I did not realize that was Tom Cruise. Right. Yeah. I'm just like, who's this very familiar yeah. fat man? Yeah. And I'm like, oh shit, it's Tom Cruise playing Tom Cruise in a fat suit. <laughs> See the thing about him in that one is, is Tom Cruise kind of plays Tom Cruise. Yes, just about just twenty playing. years from now. Yeah, he's just like you know, put me in a fat suit, and I'm just gonna walk on set and be me. <laughs> yeah, that's the funny thing is, I remember seeing like interviews where he would say stuff along the lines of like, you know, if you could just, I want you to make me, you know, look like this, and I think he had said something like, I want to have big hands or something like that. But deep oh, down, man. yeah. Yeah, I he really did have think, prosthetics on his hands. Yeah, I really do think that he was just saying like just I just want to be me, okay, and just make it just just me make me not not look like me as I'm gonna be me. Because yeah. that's that's all it was. That's literally he went fucking full nuts though, and it was perfect too. Oh yeah, I mean that was that was a that was a pitch perfect 
powerful performance of the most funny bullshit yeah. Tom Cruise moment of my life. So. I'm proud of him. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> See, complicated relationship. Yeah. Proud of that guy. Can't stand that fucker. Yeah. <laughs> proud of him and his work, you know, I mean, so good. Um, so then now we have, you've been working on this podcast, and let me ask you this, when you did the first couple of episodes, were you nervous at all compared to now where you're at, where you've got, you've got your pitch, you know, where you're at, where your, your range is supposed to be, you no longer get the jitters or anything, but did you ever get some some high class jitters in the beginning. I, I had a bit. Um, I thankfully uh, David was smart enough to get us some of those uh, you know guest gigs first. Yeah. So like we were doing that into the night. That was the first bit of podcasting I ever did, and I was a little freaked out. And I mean, luckily this entire activity of just you know bouncing crap off each other about a movie is something we've been doing since we were little. But and so it worked out. But I, if you go back and listen to those, I you can tell that I've just got a very strained voice yeah. in a lot of spots there. I'm having a hard time breathing. <laughs> yeah. But uh, yeah, that settled down pretty easily. I mean, nowadays it's you know <clears throat> there's only been a few moments I've you know worked with some other people who I was not as comfortable with. You know, hadn't had a chance to actually hear any of their work first, so I didn't have any clue what what does that sound in their voice actually mean. <laughs> right. Kind of yeah. Thing. Yeah. But, I, uh, yeah. You know, I'm Mostly glad that I was agreed. able to work on some other podcasts as well and learn, you know, where I'm supposed to be, where my voice is supposed to be, and and kind of the things to focus on. Um, I, I I I I agree with you. Being a guest on other podcasts does help you out and make sure you know it, you you don't you those jitters go away. But I remember, yeah, being super nervous. And the thing is, in my head, like I was thinking, like. Nobody can fucking see me right now. Who gives a shit? You know? <laughs> like, I don't know. Uh, when I listen to your podcast, that makes me nervous sometimes because sometimes you're calling up people that you know you don't have any actual relationship with. Yeah, you know, I don't know them who, at all. Who, yeah, who could be just the weirdest thing in the world? But yeah. then you know, yeah, oh, you, you, you talking about Nikita Crump for sure? Yeah, yeah, that yeah. that interview was was awesome too. She was she was great. Um, uh, I I remember I was like going through BuzzFeed one day, and that's you know one of those things. I was just trying to watch some videos and stuff like that, and her video came up, and I was like, well, shit, I'll just try and see if she wants to be on the show. And the funny thing is, at first, like I sent the message, and she was like, here, let me check the show out, you know. And then she like checked the show out, and she didn't say anything. And then like <laughs> two weeks go by, and I'm like, um. So do you want to be on the show? Oh yeah, yeah, I forgot. So afterwards, you know, we start lining it up and stuff like that. And but yeah, you're right. Most of the time, these aren't people that I necessarily have like a uh, a personal connection with. It's more often that I have to go and and find them. Yeah, and that that part, just thinking about that part, just like you know, brings my hackles up. I'm like, yeah. oh, I don't yeah. want to do it. Nerve wracking. Went yeah. ahead and did it. Oh yeah, it is. And that particular podcast, I mean, that was that was great a podcasting right there. You got some good stuff out of that. So uh, with Miss uh, Nikita, yeah, she was great. Yeah, mm. she was great. Yeah, I mean, she and it, the funny thing is, is I don't. I was actually getting a little bit nervous for that one because uh, it had been a long time since I had done a podcast. It was it was a good. I would think a year maybe had gone by. Um, Maybe a little bit less than that because obviously with COVID and, and you know, going to work every day, you, you can't really focus on getting guests and stuff like that. So 
Um, right. Or not going every day, but, you know, going enough. <laughs> so, <laughs> you know, but that work stuff's fun, so. Um, yeah. So like right now, I mean, I'm I'm glad to be able to sit here and talk to you a little bit before I get going because I, I got a I'm going to be podcasting tomorrow for the first time in, in God what almost three months now. Doesn't it feel because weird? Dave, it's weird. Uh, uh, David had gone to Italy. His wife is a is a grad student, uh, some sort of art history uh, thing she's pursuing, and she has to go to Italy like once or twice a year. Has to. Uh, it's like terrible, right? No, that's but, terrible. Yeah. So Damn. he, you know, she went first, and then he came in after her, and <laughs> had kind of a working vacation, you know, where he was maybe off for two of the six weeks he was there, and the rest of the time he was working remotely because he's a he's an IT support for an international company, so he can do that from anywhere. Mm. And then, uh, then he left for home early, so you know, he spent like you know a whole month at home by himself during her work, <laughs> and uh, on the front side while she was gone, he was like like too nervous to, about stuff to want to podcast and then when he got back you know it's been a few weeks since you know to, to get ready to go again and i think we also had we stopped at uh, a bad moment because we had a, a guest lined up for the next couple of minutes and we're, we're trying to keep it in order so this doesn't explode in our own heads yeah so yeah we should be working with a, a new guest tomorrow for those two minutes that we're going to record and you know, it'll be it'll be great. But yeah. uh, I'm gl- like I said, really glad to kind of sit here and warm up a bit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, honestly, that was it, it, there was so you know when you work and, and work and work. How I've always done it is is I just reach out to people. I'll just talk and see you know if I see them in a video or if I if I you know like something that they do, I'll I'll reach out and just see. Hey, you know, do you want to do you want to do an interview? That's how yeah. I'll generally do mine. Um, yeah. and I don't, you know, I don't know if how you usually get your guests, but that's, that's generally how I'll do it. I'm always nervous that somebody like, I'll be like, yeah, do you want to be on the show? And then they'll like someday just come and find me and kill me or something like that instead. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think it's going to happen. No. Yeah, I think they got better yeah. things to do, but yeah, I'm always, that's yeah. the one paranoia I always have. I, I don't quite have the social fortitude you do, so any guests that I've brought onto the show so far have been people that I know from real life, you know, and yeah. I haven't brought that many. Uh, my cousin Dave, he's brought on people that he knows. He's brought on people that he knows from the wider circle of people because of his, his wife's circle of friends, right. and she knows firsthand people like Ada Palmer, Joe Walton, who are, in addition to being, had or have been, or currently professors, are uh, you know like top-rate uh, fiction authors who also know a bunch of people you know in both of those communities, the academic and the, the fiction communities, and uh, so it's it's like he can just get that's how he got Cece Pleasance. She's she literally is one of those people, and then lives like half a block away from where they are in New Jersey now that they moved. Damn. <laughs> yeah, it so- was weird. That, that that one was weird. But then uh, like we had a guy on who. Uh, he literally runs a pencil podcast. It's a podcast about wooden pencils. Just about pencils? Yeah, almost. He, he doesn't like mechanical pencils. He never, doesn't really talk about pens too much. Maybe paper mm-hmm. sometimes. Yeah, mm-hmm. it, it's a very niche thing. Uh, but my, my cousin had gone through that. He became like kind of like a like a pen and pencil, I don't know, what do you call him, an aficionado maybe. Uh, he just was really obsessed about his stationery, okay? Yeah. For yeah. like a couple of years. So. He, he's in a couple of groups and he's talked to people and so it was somebody he knew from online but uh, it turns out that this guy actually uh, he works for Adobe he's in uh, uh, UX design which is the 
the uh, the written language part of um, of the UI, and so we brought him on for a couple of minutes where we got a good look at the at the heads up displays on these jackets from Edge of Tomorrow. Just had him comment on on how poorly designed these things are. Oh, well, <laughs> yeah, it, it was great. He's like, "Well, that doesn't seem like a good thing for battlefield reflexes. <laughs> you know, the er- er- ergonomics on this thing are all off." Yeah, he's which making... is you know part of the joke in the movie. So. Yeah, he's making. But sure it was it was weird because you know he's he's this you know computer dude, but he's also this you know analog handwriting dude. So we you know just had a really fun set of discussions with him. And it's somebody that you know we knew just kind of peripherally. Oh yeah, that's I think the you know the kind of the rush behind it. A lot of times, one of my favorite things is, is I'll always set them up, and I'll be like, "Yeah, we're gonna do the interview at eleven thirty, and then one thirty rolls around." You know, uh, almost every time. This is like the first time that I've been able to say, "Hey, we're gonna do an interview in five minutes," and we're boom. Not like that's usually not what happens. Usually, I have to no. wait. You know. Yeah, usually I'm the one that's late because I've got all I'm the one with all the family obligations in this group, right? Right. So, you know, my my cousin has no kids. He's only been married for I don't know six seven years now, and I don't think they're planning on having kids. Right. Because yeah. they're basically my age. You know, it's a little late for that now. Yeah. But uh, uh, you know, it's like he'll it'll be like, okay, we're gonna be we're gonna set a night and we're gonna set a time, and then you're probably gonna be five to ten minutes late every night, right? Yeah, you always find some place <laughs> yeah. to be, you know. Well, you know, yeah. it's like we finally got the school year rolling this year, so I got everything sorted with my kids. I know what my schedule is, and it's like, okay, it looks like Monday is the only clear enough night to do this, and we'll set it at nine o'clock. Well, nine o'clock is the exact moment that I'm picking my son up from work, and then so it'll be nine o five. We can get started at nine o five. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I know exactly what you mean, dude. Only I don't have any kids. Yeah, well, usually we do it ours by Zoom, so we're like actually watching each other, so we can kind of cue each other. It, it, it makes it a lot easier to, to not have to do a lot of editing when people like get all you know road jam talking over each other kind of stuff. Yeah, and it's also more fun because we can gesture and we can show things to each other. And it's like, well, this is a great radio. Look at this. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Quality. But uh, yeah, it's good stuff. But uh, they'll they'll have been sitting here, you know, just jabbering away, and they're like, okay, let's go. I'm like. Who are I talking to? Oh, oh. <laughs> introduce yourself a bit. <laughs> yeah. Wait, oh, quick question. Um, should I leave the uh, the cat scamper? Should I leave that in in this episode? Should I leave it in or should I take it out? The witch? The cat like, scampers, you know, because I had to go take oh, the I... cats and put them up because oh, they were I... being little pains in the asses. Yeah, you can leave it. Leave it it's in? Cute. All right, yeah. we'll leave it in then. I yeah. think a lot of people appreciate hearing that not they're not the only ones with neurotic cats. Oh yeah, yeah. We've got yeah. neurotic cats. We've got that. Yeah, not, not cats only, are cool. Not every cat owner has a perfect relationship with their cats. I mean, come on. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Colony Contact endorses animals, and so if if people like animals, we endorse you. <laughs> it's it's a blanket endorsement, you know. Yeah. Feel free to come pick it up. That's a that's one of our. Um, that's one of our commercials and then uh our other commercial is uh eat food go eat food and uh drink drink those are our Very two nice. those are our two commercials for the day okay so every producer in the world i expect to see my two cents okay? yeah i would like yeah i would like a little coin in my pocket now so <laughs> that's funny so but yeah um it looks like we're coming up on our on our time to uh to cut this one off 
uh, I'd like to see you on again for sure. And, and I have a feeling that I'll probably be running into you coming again soon. Um, so it was wonderful having you on. Um, it's been great to be here. And you want to? Oh, do you want to give any shout outs? I I know that you've given your cousin shout outs. I always let everybody give a shout out. Yeah. Uh, basically, if you're wanting to find out about any of the stuff that I just talked about, you can go to uh, edgeoftomorrowminute.com. Uh, if you want to ask something of our podcast about Edge of Tomorrow, or just vaguely be a pain and uh, you know as few characters as possible, you could um, tweet at us. We have a really awesome Twitter. It's called Live Die Retweet. I know nobody gets that. But no, that's, that's good. The, uh, yeah, well, a lot of people don't realize that uh, the the movie had an identity problem. And nobody knows what Edge of Tomorrow is, but if you say "Live, Die, Repeat," they go, ah, "Oh, that movie." There you go. So, "Live, Die, Retweet" is our there uh, it is. Now I get yep. it. You know, I love and it. Like actually, I said before, if you just want to go to to moviesbyminutes.com and you know go find your favorite bit of a uh, of uh, you know movie or TV show or whatever else is listed up there. Uh, feel free. Uh, I would uh, highly endorse that because there's a lot of guys doing a lot of really good work on there, and you know we're there too. So yeah, free. it really is fun. I mean, it's a neat idea. Uh, the you know the person who came up with a wonderful idea, um, but I love it. I and, I, and the artwork. Um, oh, can you throw that out there? There's an artist. There's a really 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 good artist uh, that ended up putting together your artwork. At least that's my opinion. I don't know who did that, but who ended up putting together the uh, the, pu- the like the picture for Edge of oh, Tomorrow? Yeah, uh, the minute. Uh, it, it was this young lady that I found in her bedroom. Her, her name is Megan Lucas. Um, you know, definitely a relation. Oh so, yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, yeah I think yeah. that's a very pretty. Like honestly, that's all, that's wonderful artwork. Yeah. Um, it so. was the least she could do for me for buying that iPad for her to, to, that she made it on. So yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, or like supporting her for uh, her whole life and everything like that. So yeah, yeah. that's the least. <laughs> I think it's awesome though. Um, yeah. And so yeah, I think uh, I love the podcast. I love the direction and keep working on it. Uh, shout out to your cousin as well. And um, and hopefully one of these days I'll be on your podcast to, to bring a little energy your way as well. That's what we're looking forward to. That sounds fun. All right, uh, go ahead and head on over there. Uh, thanks for listening. This is Call Me Contact with Contact. I'm Contact on Spotify, Apple Radio Public, and iHeartRadio.